With a look at markets this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets put in a two-sided week. Martinson Ag Risk Management President Randy Martinson says after being hired to start the week, grain traders were taking profits going into the weekend. Starting with some gains, you know, continued to gain strength through most of the, the week, especially in the wheat and corn kind of was a little more sluggish. It didn't really want to participate, but it did have some gains. And soybeans started off decent, but couldn't hold them either. So, yeah, it does look like uh, this week when it's all wrapped up is going to start good, finish poor, and then in the end, just be steady. And U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says traders were taking risk premium out of the market. We tried to add some risk premium to the market, uh, you know, the middle of the week, uh, pushed up uh, actually six days in a row, um, you know, couldn't hold it. Uh, rain forecast, uh, you know, uh, took some premium back out of the market again. Uh, the focus was that maybe southern Brazil, Argentina was turning a little bit dry. Then these forecasts continue to 11 to 15 day, put some moisture in it, and so risk premium out of the market. South American weather did move to the front burner this week. Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoops says crop condition is the focus. Everybody remembers what happened last year. Argentina had a major drought. We ended up exporting a lot of soybean meal, crushing a lot of soybean meal because of uh, Argentina's inability to export meal. And, and uh, it really was kind of a boon for, for soybean values and uh, as well as uh, helped out the corn exports. Now, maybe we're starting to see a little short covering by the funds because of concerns about the same pattern repeating itself where Argentina's crop gets stunted by heat and dryness, crop sizes diminish, and the funds don't want to be caught really heavily short. Corn market did hold small gains going into Wednesday this week. Zaner Group Ag Hedge Lead Ted Seifert said the soybean market, though, was a little more two-sided. We have alleviated the oversold condition in soybeans, so we're back to about 42% of the relative strength index. It's still on the oversold side of things, but it's really in kind of neutral territory at this point. Uh, and we do have trend line and, and resistance right around the 1254 area. So whether soybeans have more upside potential or not, I think remains to be seen. It, it also might be tied into whether corn does. You know, if corn leads the way higher, I think soybeans would want to follow. The feeder cattle markets are swinging to the upside following traditional seasonal trends. Bagley Livestock Exchange owner Billy Bouchelle says more feeder calves are coming in preconditioned. Well, quite a bit of an upswing. Uh, you know, of course, we deal in mostly feeder cattle up here. So, uh, yeah, it's that time of year where the good, framey, uh, you know, light flesh kind of calves always sell good in, as we creep towards spring. But uh, the overall general market is really giving it a big boost, too. So, uh, and, the, you know, just kind of everything's falling back into place, and we're getting back to the way it was here in early fall, late summer prices again. Progressive Ag Marketing market analyst Andrew Maga said money flow supported the livestock markets. Nice little spike here. We're right at some resistance levels on the feeder and the live cattle, actually. If we break through that, there's a gap that needs to be filled above there, about 5 to $8 higher, depending on which contract month. And if Dave, if we can break through some resistance levels here, you know, we maybe could go fill that gap and give a little more um, support on this market. And, you know, get some stronger cash bids on these feedlots. You know, they they know what they have, and these Packers have kind of been panicking a little bit to try to get their heads or the, the numbers that they need after a couple of cold weeks that they didn't have to get numbers in. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
Galway and Balancer, smart, reliable, profitable. Add fertility, increased cow herd longevity, moderate mature cow size, and heavier weaned calves are easier to achieve with Galway and Balancer genetics. Be sure to visit galway.org to learn more about Galway genetics that work for the commercial producer. Join the North Dakota Galway Association for the 2024 North Dakota Golden Rule Sale, Sunday, January 28th at Kist Livestock, starting at 2 o'clock. Don't miss the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on the Red River Farm Network. Specialty crop markets are special and require more digging than corn, soybeans, and wheat. We do that digging by talking with numerous crop scouts, growers, and processors in the North Harvest region or wherever beans that affect local markets are grown. So follow the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on this Red River Farm Network station. The dry bean scene, brought to you by the North Harvest Bean Growers Association. This is a look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Geopolitical specialist Jacob Shapiro doesn't believe the inflation story is behind us. The threat of supply chain issues is also present. And when you put the Red Sea disruption on top of you know, some other disruptions that I talked about with the Russia-Ukraine war, the South Caucasus, the South China Sea, um, you know, I think you could see a little spike in prices that people are not necessarily expecting. Also, just keep in mind, you know, energy prices have been the big reprieve of the past 12 to 14 months. Like, they've really come off the boil. I don't know how sustainable that is in, in the long run. I mean, it, it doesn't seem to me that we've got enough supply uh, to meet all the demand that's out there. The shipping crisis on the Red Sea, the traffic moving through the Suez Canal. An official with the Waterway Authority reports revenues this past month are down 44% from January of last year. Daily container shipments through the Suez can see due to the ongoing attacks by Houthi militant rebels. A group of six House Republican lawmakers are asking Agriculture Committee leadership not to raise reference prices in the new farm bill. This letter was endorsed by the Heritage Foundation, National Taxpayers Union, and other conservative budget hawks. Minnesota Senator A. Klobuchar, Kansas Senator Jerry Moran, and Iowa Senator Joni Ernst have introduced legislation to fast-track the development of sustainable aviation fuel. The bill would use existing USDA programs for the aviation industry to create new markets for farmers. Eight House members, including Brad Finstead and Angie Craig from Minnesota, introduced the companion bill in November. South South Dakota legislator is wrapping up its third week of session. South Dakota Wheat Growers Association Executive Director Karen Osmond says there's a lot of discussion on foreign ag land ownership. We have seen a third draft on a bill for that. And, and overall, we've had a law on the books since the 70s, I believe, that's kind of taken care of this type of thing. And so we don't see a, a real big need for a change or something new, but I understand it's an important issue and we definitely don't want foreign folks owning our land or, or setting up shop that could be a negative influence on our nation. So we understand the, the worry to be um, cautious, but I think we've got something in place that works. Carbon pipelines are also a hot button issue for the South Dakota legislative session. Environmental activist groups and European Union lawmakers have filed separate lawsuits challenging the European Commission decision to renew the registration for glyphosate for another 10 years. These groups claim the government's safety assessment was not scientifically sound and didn't properly consider the long-term effects of the weed killer. There's been a steady pace of farmland sales across the region. This is a busy time of year for the Red River Land Company president, Chris Griffin. Sales activity has been relatively strong. There was a fair amount of land that came on the market in the fall and 
Um, we're probably seeing about an average to slightly above average activity for the spring. March 15th is the deadline to declare the decision of Agricultural Risk Coverage, ARC, or Price Loss Coverage, PLC, programs with FSA. NDSU Extension Farm Management Specialist Ron Haugen says a change in reference prices means there's more to consider this year than last. It was a busy week of events for the Red River Farm Network with the American Farm Bureau Annual Convention in Salt Lake City, Utah, NDSU Crop Insurance Conference in Fargo, and the Northern Pulse Growers Association and KMOT Ag Expo took place in Minot, and a pioneer event highlighting David Hula in Fargo also covered here this week by the Red River Farm Network. Check out rrfn.com for coverage of those events. This has been a look at news this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Young agricultural enthusiasts, unlock the doors to your future in ag with an NDFB student membership. For just 20 bucks a year, you'll gain exclusive access to tailored resources and networking opportunities designed to guide you on your agricultural journey. Join the NDFB community to build confidence, expand your network, and gain valuable insights into exciting ag careers. Visit ndfb.org and sow the seeds to your success today. CattleCon 24 is where the beef industry meets. This is Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Don Wick. Stay with us for complete coverage from the Cattle Industry Convention and Trade Show in Orlando. This is the single largest cattle event in the country, and we're bringing you the experts and newsmakers. The Red River Farm Network coverage is sponsored by the North Dakota Beef Commission, Minnesota Beef Council, North Dakota Stockmen's Association, and Ag Country Farm Credit Services. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Tyler Donaldson. Temperatures across the northern plains were warmer this week with the Arctic air mass not expected to return for some time. Daytime highs climbed into the upper 20s and low 30s with even higher temperatures reached in parts of the southwest. World Weather Incorporated says temperatures next week will likely continue to be above average through the first few days of February before cooling off. And it's warm weather for the foreseeable future in the Red River Valley. National Weather Service meteorologist Jennifer Ritterling shares a closer look at the January heat wave. We will definitely be warmer than normal for this part of the country for today through the next few days. It is going to be tempered a little bit by clouds and fog, unfortunately, with or fortunately, if you like clouds and fog, um, <laughs> there is when we get w- these warmer temperatures moving over cold ground, we get a lot of the clouds, fog, sometimes freezing drizzle. So that will continue through today. We may see a little bit of clearing, like towards sunset and here in Grand Forks, but yeah, it maybe not. <laughs> it does look like tomorrow we'll see maybe a little bit of sunshine, maybe. And then another system comes through Sunday and Monday, so we'll see more clouds and maybe some light precip chances with that. Riddling warns that these conditions can lead to dangerous roads. We are seeing some slick conditions, particularly in northeastern North Dakota, a little bit west of the valley. Expecting that to, even without sunshine, there will be a little bit of improvement uh, later on with that as road temperatures get a little warmer. But as of right now, there are some slick spots, particularly on untreated surfaces like sidewalks. But the warmer weather didn't prevent a recent bout of snow from blowing in earlier in the week. National Weather Service meteorologist Carl Jones had the precip numbers for us. Here, uh, the Red River Valley, uh, more notably in the central and northern Red River Valley, uh, generally ranged between uh, one to about one and a half inches of snow across the area here at the office um, at the National Weather Service Grand Forks. Uh, we measured um, uh, 0.7 inches. Uh, we did have a little bit of snow um, Sunday night, 
So if you were to include that snow as well as the wintry mix, um, we totaled out in uh, 1.1 inches of snow. The latest U.S. drought monitor remains mostly unchanged from last week. Much of Minnesota and northeastern North Dakota remain in the abnormally dry to D2 severe drought category. Northern and far western North Dakota also saw an increase in abnormally dry conditions. Rains continue to fall across a large portion of northern Brazil, with frequent rains continuing through the middle of next week. World Weather Incorporated says rains are expected to return to southern Brazil and Paraguay the first week of February. Argentina is expected to remain dry mostly through the week, when regular rounds of light rain showers will occur over nearly all of the crop-growing regions. World Weather says those rains are not expected to be heavy enough to induce a lasting increase in soil moisture, and more rain will be needed. Meanwhile, more rain has been added to Argentina's weather forecast beginning February 5th. World Weather Incorporated says this change shows up in all of the major models, and if it verifies, relief for most crops. Argentina will be dry through next weekend, with western Argentina being the driest. Frequent rains are expected to fall across much of Brazil, with most areas seeing a good mix of rain and sunshine. It may seem like it has been a drier than normal winter, but Endon director Daryl Richardson says that's not the case. We had a whole winter's worth of rain in December, so this winter is guaranteed not a single snowflake in the next six weeks. We're already guaranteed to have a wetter than average winter. So that's, you know, about Hillsborough southward. Uh, that's not true everywhere, but you know, probably two-thirds of the Red River Valley, that's true. And even up north, they got a fair amount of moisture. You know, we only average a couple of inches all winter. Mild weather and melting snow, along with some rain in the lower Midwest, will occur this weekend from Missouri to Ohio. The northern plains and upper Midwest will remain dry and warmer than usual. World Weather Incorporated says there is a better chance for snow and rain during the first week of February. That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Tyler Donaldson. For over 100 years, Minnesota Farm Bureau has been the trusted voice of agriculture for farm and ranch families. They advocate on behalf of members to advance policy priorities, address immediate impacts to agriculture as a result of current events, and support rural communities. When it comes to advocacy, your voice is stronger when you're part of Farm Bureau. Visit www.fbmn.org to join today and make a difference in the future of agriculture. Early mornings, late nights, rain, snow, sunshine. It's the rhythm of the day for the American farmer and rancher. We get it. The Red River Farm Network is here to help you make informed decisions for your farm. We're proud to deliver farm news, markets, and weather to the innovators and decision makers. Join farm broadcasters Don Wick, Randy Conan, Whitney Pittman, and Tyler Donaldson for the news that impacts your bottom line. The Red River Farm Network is reporting agriculture's business.